<laughs> Don't bang on the table. It gets into the microphone. They that Welcome hope. to They That Hope. What's up, Bob? I was like, I finally, like, I've gotten some rhythm and you, you don't, yell at me. No, you don't have rhythm. Yeah, I do. No. A little? Mm, some? Some. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. I thought it was I was accompaniment. Isn't that what the Pope invites us to do? Yes. Okay. Pa- pastoral accompaniment. Okay. okay. Percussional accompaniment. It's not. That's like, you know, back in the charismatic days when, like, no, everybody would no. show up with a tambourine yeah, 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 and yeah. you're just begging people to stop. Okay, so since we're starting this way, so I walk in and the university has started last year, actually during COVID, a violin. It was it was the coolest strings. thing. Yeah, a strings. strings. Yeah. And they were practicing. Yeah, Bob, so did you listen? Gorgeous. Yeah, they're gorgeous. It sounds I gorgeous. was so, like, I almost... I was actually hoping... Because normally when I walk in the studio and, and if, to come if down. somebody's upstairs, I used to say, can you keep it down? But this is like, play louder. But they're not going to make it through the, the woodwork No, here, it was, I just stopped in really for a few gorgeous. minutes. I actually got a little teary. I mean, it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's um, a gentleman who plays the viola in, uh, in Cleveland, in the Cleveland right. Symphony. And he's just like one of the top in the world, I guess. He's amazing. And he reached out and said, you know, I would love to teach your students. He's got two, of his, like, two of his kids come you? here. Yeah, and just, yeah, we're like, yes, please. Yes, that sounds fantastic. fantastic. It's just well, great. and that's part of the fun of this music center. Like, Yes, oh, you must be thrilled. Having, yeah. yeah, having this. You know, another thing that's fun is we have a pep band now. Did a you pet? know this? Pep. Oh, pep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, at, oh, yeah. at the basketball game. Which is where I just came from. We were winning and I walked away so I could do this podcast. Oh, that's so sweet. Yep. I hear we won, uh, we beat somebody really big. Right, and that's why this is our first play. We, we've been in playoffs oh, in playoffs before. Now? Yeah, we're okay. in the playoffs. And if we win tonight, it'll be our first playoff win. We were up by 25 when I left. Why did so, you come here? To record the podcast. I know, but your students need you. You're right. Talk to you later, guys. Okay, Have a good bye. day. Thank you, everybody. Uh, enjoy. Amen. Yeah. All right, no, I'd I'd rather be here with you. Aww, I don't want to close my eyes. I don't know what that is. It's Aerosmith. All right. Um, well, speaking of basketball, yeah. Those of you who are watching on my video, uh, you might notice my very special jer- All Star jersey, LeBron yep. James. Yep. I actually realized I don't. Ha- I didn't have a LeBron James jersey. Okay, is it say James on the back? It does. Yeah. Nice. Nice, nice. Representing, there we go. So Bob went to all the All Star. I did. NBA I got to go to All Star Weekend. This was a fiftieth birthday present from my mommy. Nice, it was awesome. Nice. And it was nice. like this is what I want to do. And my daughter Eliana is a huge basketball fan. She's so so sweet. Ellie and I often go to Cavs games together, but uh, all the other kids like it too. So we we got a package with the whole weekend of it. I went up on Friday night with my son Bobby. And they have like this little. What is um, that beeping? That's very troubling. It is. It's almost as annoying as you beating on a table uh, while we're trying to record stuff. So um, I went up on Friday with Bobby, and we saw the celebrity game, which was lame. Which was so dumb. When Machine Gun Kelly is your biggest celebrity, yeah, you know it's time it's, to move on. It's not getting any better. I was thinking, come on, get me. You know, we should have had they Kevin that Hart. There. We should have done it, man. That's right. We should have been. People balling. were asking. They were asking. They were. They were. Yeah, they were asking. So that was a bit of a disappointing start. Um, then I came home and picked up my daughter Ellie, and then went back up there. And we actually saw the NBA, the All Star practice, which was kind of nice. fun. They all, you know, they came out. They each had an hour where they practiced, nice. and they just did some fun things. A lot of crowd interaction. Uh, that evening was the skills competition. Nice. That was a blast. Yeah, I'll bet. So, um, and they had some different. I won't go into all the format changes, Please but. Don't. They they did some fun team things. Like they had a team of three rookies. They had a team of three a, a 
Accompiato brothers, okay. you know, like Giannis, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the Greek yeah. freak. Well, him and his two brothers, who are all in the NBA or the G League, That's so great. they got to play in the thing. And then three young Cavaliers, and who won? The Cavs. The Cavs. Cavs were well represented. We had two Cavs on the All Star team. Anyway, next day, All Star game. So really fun. So Bob t- sends me a text, me a picture of himself, his daughter Ellie, and a basketball player. I yes. assumed was a basketball player yes. because he's like seven foot twelve. Yeah. And I said, that's so awesome. Who is it? <laughs> yeah. Evan Mobley. He's our, no. He was our first round draft pick for the Cavs. Love him. He is He's my favorite actually. Cav. He totally is. So I come up to him and he's sitting at a table signing autographs. That's you know, we had to wait in line for a while to get there. And uh, they take a picture of us. Well, it's, I'm thinking, I don't want him sitting at a table. So I said, hey, Evan, would you mind standing up and taking a picture with us? And he just was like, uh, Okay. And he stands, and he is seven feet tall. He's probably seven one. That's something. I, I mean, the the camera person was like, oh, you know, like getting on her Wide knees angle. trying yeah, to yeah, get yeah. the angle of, you know, me, Ellie, and Evan Mobley, just huge. That's fun. Just huge. That's fun. So much fun. Had a, I just really had a great time, and it was just a celebration. Everybody was chill. It's cool. Our weekends were really, really similar. I went to a, a spoke at a women's conference in Columbus with twenty five hundred women. Wow, that's, that's yeah. See how similar I, they I can't are. even. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we were we at in, the same event. Just surprised we didn't yeah, run into exactly. each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how'd that go? It actually was fantastic. Yeah. It really was. First off, yeah, it was just really moving to be with that large of a group of women. The Columbus, they do a really good job. They do a men's and a women's conference. Okay. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Again, we really take things for granted here, Bob, at the university because we've been open and we see people and faces and all these, there are a lot of women there. It's the first thing they've done like this in two years. Mm. So to be able to be with them and and to worship, uh, it was just, honestly, it was a great, great event. And then we did an event after an alumni event. Did you know that Intel is building a a factory right north of Columbus? I did not know that. It's going to be the largest chip manufacturer company in in the place in the world. Wow. They're estimating in the next 10 to 12 years, 100 billion dollars going into the Columbus area. Oh my goodness. 40, 44 states applied for this to get this, you know, company. And, and, and Columbus, Columbus gets it. Ohio gets it. Good I mean, them. a lot of great, I mean, I think Columbus is a fun city, but I think it'll have an impact on us. The, yeah. the factory is only going to be about an hour and 50 minutes away from okay. us. So we'll see. But that I, I digress as we yes. move into. No, no, no. It's exciting. Yeah. I, what, what was your talk on? What did you talk about women? It was beautiful. They, uh, uh, Paul's, uh, Text to Timothy, remind you to stir in the flame of the gift of God. Okay. So, but I actually, it was, it was fun just playing with the whole idea of being reminded, you know, that, mm-hmm. that so much of what we do as Catholics is reminding. I mean, the, the Eucharist is a reminder, the anamnesis, that active memory is a remembrance, um, the sacraments are remembering, statues, all those kinds of, so it was actually, I, I enjoyed doing it. And, That's awesome. And the gift of God is the Holy Spirit. So I don't know if you know, but I really, I'm a fan of the Holy Spirit. I read that somewhere. Yeah, you like NBA, I like the Holy Spirit. Whatever. I give it, I went to, I did a women's talk uh, last year too. Where? Which was really fun, in Pittsburgh. Okay. Catholic Women's Conference. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. nice. It, it, was, it was fantastic. It yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, that is that is beautiful. And I'm doing a men's conference in Syracuse coming up. That's I've done that conference. Yeah. Father Joe? I think Father so. Father Joe Connor. That's a yeah. great conference. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, but I, we need to do one more sports thing. Okay. So Michigan is playing. Uh, oh, you don't want to talk about how baseball's on strike? Oh, I've got that right here. Lockout. <laughs> don't worry. It's in my notes. Are we saving that for the spiritual punch at I'm the end? I'm just so frustrated about that. If they don't, if they don't get uh, settled the lockout by Monday, opening day is going to be delayed. It's just ridiculous. It's do they strike more than anybody? Uh, no, actually, actually, most of the others have all 
striked, struckened, stripped, struckened uh, since the last one. Be that as it may, I'm a little frustrated and depressed about this. But college basketball team, Wisconsin playing uh, Michigan. The Michigan, crazy at the end, the Michigan coach punched one of the other coaches. Uh, Howard, I can't imagine he's not going to get fired. Was it like a real good punch, though? Uh, not bad. Like I mean, a, it was like a sucker punch or like eh. a knockout punch or just yeah, like kind of a kind of a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. So that's our that's our <laughs> sports update. That's a good sports update. Thanks, everybody. Yep. Um, I'm sorry. I hope baseball doesn't. It's going to. It's going to Robert, and they can't afford to do it. Honestly, they they lost quite a few people during COVID. It's just they need to have baseball. The world the will world, be empty without the baseball. The world needs baseball. Baseball. Ba- oh, I don't know where. Where is it? Yeah. Baseball. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Base, 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 baseball. Baseball. All right. Well, now we have a Franciscan oh, University You know something, Bob? Somebody promo. said to me your accent last week. They were cracking up the whole time. It's like, you've got to be kidding me. Why? Why? It's just. I'm a funny person. I know. I you, are, you are a funny person. I thought I'd mix it up for this promo. Okay. Let's, this should be good. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to rumble. The adult and summer conferences are, are coming your way. That's right. That hurts my throat. <laughs> that's why I do the British one. We are please be quiet. Be quiet. We are uh, pleased to announce registration is now open for all Franciscan University of Steubenville adult and summer and youth summer conferences. Now open. I should probably restart this, but it's okay. We've got five adult conferences planned for you this summer, starting with uh, one of my favorites, Power and Purpose Conference. So excited. That's, That's been a great June weekend. 3rd to the 5th. It's always a great way to kick off the summer. Uh, as usual, we have five summer youth conferences on campus. Praise God. Yes, and amen. full capacity again. You know, last Bring year. Half. Last year was half because by the time everything opened, we had already done all the registration. So uh, 17 regional conferences also that will take place across North America. So praise God. And at the heart of each conference is a life-changing encounter with Jesus. Jesus. So we hope you'll join us for one or more of the conferences this summer. Yeah, come to to all of them. them. If somebody comes to all of them, Bob and I will take you to lunch. Yes, we will. Absolutely. All five adult conferences. And all the youth all conferences. All five youth yeah. conferences. Yeah. That just seems disingenuous. Why? We will. Because nobody can do that. No one's going to come to five if youth they're conferences. Committed. They're supposed to bring young people. You and I have gone to five youth conferences well, over I summers. Know. That's, you're not wrong. Yeah. I think if they come to all five adult conferences okay, three, and one youth conference. Okay. No, I was going to say three, but we'll have a lot. Never mind. We should probably not put out <laughs> bets that we can't, that we can't cover. <laughs> No, but come to the conferences. Honestly, it's just going to be a great – have everybody back. I can't – I love the conferences. It's been a significant part of both of our lives. Yes. Um, but I'm really, really excited about the conferences this summer. Yeah, it's really going to be can. amazing. So steubenvilleconferences.com. It's the website. You can find out more. Uh, and really, they, they all have a different charism to yep. them. I mean, yep. you really could come to a couple, yep. and it wouldn't yeah, absolutely. It wouldn't be a re- repetition of absolutely. anything. You absolutely. know, the speakers are really great. Do you know, Do you know any know? of the speakers come in the summer? Well, I Anybody to, you're particularly excited about? Oh, I mean, I, uh, a lot of people. For the uh, priest deacon and, and, no, no, for the Power and Purpose, Heather from our friend. Oh. Heather's going to be with us. Heather Kim, yeah, yep, from, from Abiding, Abiding Together. together. Great. She'll be with us, and Pete and Debbie Herbeck will be at that conference, which I always appreciate. Yes. Do you know, I talked with Father Joe, soon to be Fish, Bishop Joe. Nice, you got you got through to him. Yeah, and he's he, he's going to be coming. He still nice. he said, I'm going to be coming to the youth conferences and for the priest conference. And he asked, he said, would you guys just pray? For, so I'm inviting all the people. He'll be ordained a bishop on Tuesday, 
and just pray for him. He's wait. Is this like what's the date? Uh, March first, I believe, the day before Ash Wednesday. Oh wow, that's so a is fat that the Tuesday first or party. the second? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. or the second? It's the first. It's the so first. So keep um, Bishop elect in your prayers. That's and, so and cool. We'll try to. Yeah, he he told me the story about him being called. It was really oh, great. tell me yeah. the story. Well, he just didn't. He thought it was a joke. Like yeah, of course he, he, he thought it was a scam number because it kept on coming. And he's like, I'm not going to answer Who? that because Washington D.C. Okay, so Nuncio. I didn't yeah. have I didn't comes, have a associate bishop. Or, no, 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 no. Comes from there. Bishop, so right. a number was coming up to O two, and he kind of thought this was not real. And real finally answered the phone, and and he thought it was a joke. And so, uh, but he's he just he's going on retreat to get prepared for ordination. So I said yes, absolutely, we'll pray. But he said he's going to come. Amen. Did anyone talk to you today about the conferences? I'm going to do a homily. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, I wasn't sure you bro. heard yet. So it's like, well, I got an email. I haven't had a chance to answer it, but so um, I think for power and purpose. Was yeah, there yeah, other it's ones? For the part, no, it's for yeah. the power and purpose. That's enough. Um, because they, it's, there was a change, and they said, would you mind presiding, and, and Bob would do the homily as the deacon. I said, I'd love that. So that's yeah. great. But I just wasn't sure you'd heard yet. Yeah, no. That's nice that we do our business on our <laughs> podcast, huh? <laughs> oh, this becomes all our social time. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Amen. Well, good. Do uh, do you need to do end of music to end the? Yes. Yeah. Franciscan University. We love ya. Yeah. Cha cha cha. Who's that guy? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah. we've got to pray with this whole situation in Ukraine. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just. Now, did I just, uh, obviously we, we do this a few days before it's released. So by the time you're hearing this podcast, it probably escalated. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, That's the direction it's uh, going. Apparently Putin this afternoon um, said you sent in troops to two of the regions. So it's just, uh, you know. Scary. It is. It is scary. And has there ever been a time that, I mean, one of the things that actually I learned and appre- appreciate, I don't know that that's the right word, when I lived in Europe was if you want to study Europe, it's a history of war. Hmm. You know, and, and again, the same as the United States in, in some respects, but it's just like one thing after another. And the difference obviously there is so many of the wars in longer history than obviously sure. here in the United States and so many of the wars, every every village, every town has memorials to yeah. all, all the various wars. But this looks like it could just be a mess. And, and there was, as of 24 hours ago, the kind of sense that maybe there'd be a hope and that things would work out and... But it just, it looks like that last I had seen before I came in here that he's going to send troops into Ukraine. Now, the Ukraine became its own country after the communism fall. Yeah, fell. Yeah, I yeah. mean, the, but they used to be the Soviet Union. Yeah, right, right, right. And, right. and so that was a number of independent countries. And right. so my understanding is what's triggering this is they wanted to be recognized by NATO. Is that? No, I think, that, I think, well, I think what's motivating, and we're talking to Dr. Kempton, one of the issues is that there are well, Russians, yeah, he, there are Russians in that region of the, you know, of Russian descent in Ukraine. And I mean, apparently Putin's saying this, they're not being treated well or equally and those kinds of things. And he's really going in for his own people. But Dr. Kempton, who, who's our uh, vice president of academic affairs, he goes, that's just a ruse. I mean, yeah. he wants, ultimately, Putin wants the Soviet Union together again. And he wants to get, go in, it's going to be Ukraine, and then it's going to be Estonia, and then it's going to be these other Baltic, or the regional uh, countries. So it's just, you know, we, we've got to, one of the friars has, has talked quite a bit about it. And he was talking about the, you know, our Blessed Mother and Fatima encouraged us to pray for Russia. And mm. and there's just something about the history there. And, and this just seems like another, yeah, I mean, granted, we, we should never stop praying, but uh Another invitation to re re double down our prayers for the situation there, and 
you know, with everything going on, I mean, thank the Lord, it looks like COVID is beginning to die down. Right. I mean, across the country, mask mandates across the world. I mean, I believe England and Scotland and Ireland, they're like, come, everything's everything's yeah. done. Same with uh, even in the Holy Land, Israel just dropped the, the mandate, the vaccine mandate. So things are beginning to open up, and it's like, wonderful. Finally, we can, and then, and then we've got the happens. situation in, in Ukraine, so... And and we've got, as you know, Bishop Monfort works with the Eastern European uh, countries. I've forgotten and, that. Yeah, That's so right. so we just yeah we invite the listeners to pray and and just continually intercede, respond to Our Lady's uh, intercession from there. I think it was John Paul II, uh, you know, who just said that war is a failure for humanity. Yeah, yeah you know, just yeah. that idea that um, nobody actually wins a war. Uh, many innocent people die. Uh, it's just devastating. And well, and coming from him, too. I mean, knowing right. his history. Right? Yeah, knowing his history, seeing that firsthand. Um, yeah, and just we just keep praying for peace. We pray that we don't have to turn to violence. We pray for wisdom for yeah. our political leaders. You know, I know it's always very divisive and, you know, with economy and ideas. But, like, when it comes down to these things, it's just... Get on your knees and pray yeah. that and it's inter- pray that the, Biden makes the best decisions yeah. like possible because yeah, this isn't yeah. the kind of thing you want to be like. Oh, want, I hope he kind of messes it up yeah, so yeah, our, somebody time. else gets right, in right, there. Right, it's right. like no, just please make the right decisions. I, I mean, I've had the opportunity. Uh, the first time I went to Medjugorje and and went to Bosnia was soon after the Bosnian War and okay. and just to be in Mostar, which is a beautiful actually outside of wartime it's just a beautiful beautiful village and it had been just decimated and Mm. it was interesting this region that we went to was largely uh, occupied by the muslims and it was the first time the christians had gone into that region since the war but and then having been in iraq and honestly other places you know either right at the end of war or you know a year or two after and it's just to listen to the stories i mean it's one thing to study it's one thing to see it on the news it's a whole other thing literally when i was in bosnia to see the churches that were blown up and, and to see bullet holes in, in burnt out cars and, right. and buses. And so, and then to talk to the people and listen to the stories, it's, I think it's different for us, for most of us, because we sure. don't, at least we don't, we've not been in war. And, and I don't know if you have family members that have gone over, you do, your, your uncle was, your went to uncle, Vietnam. Yeah, it was but, a pilot, right? But I think there is something different about it war being there. on our yes, own absolutely, soil. I absolutely. mean, that was the, the horror of Pearl Harbor, this idea of like, we can be attacked. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, obviously we had things like, you know, War of 1812 with sure. the Civil War to be sure. But this idea that, you know, this other country is just going to come in. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, as you know, Europe is small. Like many of the countries are the size of some of our states oh, sure, or even sure. not. Yeah. And so it would almost be like, you know, if people in, in Indiana invading were, New Mexico, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. you know, it's that it's that kind of vibe and um, just scary. I mean, yeah. just just really sad. And we always, yeah, that's not fair to say we always, but it's the human toll and yeah. the fear. And that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, people, we need to continue to pray for that situation. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. All right, and maybe speaking of prayer, that could be something we could be putting towards oh, for, an intention as we're preparing for Lent. You know, so, Lent starts next week. I do know that. Yeah. I do know that. So, and we have decided, we mentioned this in an earlier podcast, that we're going to end every podcast with a Lenten reflection. Yeah. yeah you want to say a little to, bit more about Well, yeah, that? we would like to kind of, uh, first off, in, 
we I think we usually say this, but want to make sure we just are so grateful that people even listen to this. And <laughs> yeah, the fact that, that we get emails and, and you put up with our silliness. But I think actually I think we would both attest that people have said that there's something that's just kind of even comforting us, giving the, the sports mm-hmm. updates and stuff, and things <laughs> right. like that. Right. But what we'd like to do is offer somewhat of a retreat, a Lenten retreat. So if you journey with us during Lent, uh, we're going to focus on the virtues. So at the end of, of each podcast, we're going to focus on one particular virtue and then maybe give us suggestion ideas about one of the things that, that I think is important for us in Lent is there's a way that we can, I don't know how to put it, but Lent is just about me and Jesus. And that's an important part of it, but it also should invite us to love those people around us. Yeah. So there should be a concrete reality of what we're going to do. So our thought is is that we will give a reflection on a virtue and then maybe give some concrete ideas and thoughts about how this virtue might become more concrete. Mm-hmm. Somebody was in my office re- recently, and, and I really appreciated what they said. They were talking about Thomism and that. And he said, one of the things that uh, I, I've been impacted by Franciscans is they are stubbornly integrated. Hmm. And I really like that because, you know, Francis was all about it can't just be this pie-in-the-sky religion and spirituality, it has got to be enfleshed. It's got to be in, integrated in how we treat people. And and if Lent isn't doing that, then what are we doing? So yeah. so we give up sweets and we lose two pounds. Is that really what it's about? If it's not moving our heart to love your kids, your spouse, the people you work with. So it, remind, we, it reminds me of James. You know, It's such a convincing phrase. He says, how can you say you love a God you do not see if you don't love the brother yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, see? Yeah, yeah. And that makes us think, ooh, and that's, that's what Lent should be about. Lent should, yeah, yeah, Lent should be about us being converted and, and drawing closer to Jesus. So our thought is is each day, each week, we will focus on a virtue, I give a little bit of a reflection. Bob and I will just go back and forth. I think I'm going to do the first week. Uh, and just journey with us during Lent and gives us a little bit of focus and concrete uh, connectedness for it. Yeah. Amen? Amen. But the bigger question is, what are you doing for that's Lent? That's right. you got to... Were you asking me, or was that the hypothetical? No, I'm asking you. I'm still trying to figure it out. Well, you've got I know week. one thing. I have a week. I know one thing I like to do mm-hmm. is um, I try to fast from something, and then I try to do something. That's awesome. So I'm going to try to up. Now, how do you do that? Like, what do you do? Do you just pray? I mean, do you, what does it look like for you to prepare and figure out what it is that you're going to do? So starting, starting, I try to take more time in prayer okay. and really just sit quietly before the Lord okay. and and I want to ask the Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Okay. And um, it takes some time to discern that. So if you haven't started, this is a good time to do it. Yeah, you you got take, a week? This, take this next week. And really, I mean, I think sometimes we think of what we want to give up, but you're right. There's always a little bit of an edge of, you know, and I'd probably be healthier if I just didn't mm-hmm. drink as much this month or if I mm-hmm. didn't have mm-hmm. as much chocolate. And um, I'm going to try to eat more chocolate during this lunch. Just to balance people. Mm-hmm. I try to spend more time on social media. <laughs> there you go. That's you a know, good idea. Just for all the, I That's do all right. the really good jokes. I don't do Facebook, Facebook, but this year I might. I think I might start. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to do that snap thing That's that right. the kids do. That's right. So, um, so for me, that's the beginning of it, and I'm always trying to look at my spiritual life and say, you know, how might I grow in it? You know, and I've I've even noticed for me coming into the new year. You know, I used to spend a certain amount of time in prayer, and that's shrunk down a bit. So part of what I'd like to do in Lent is just expand that. It means I'm going to have to get up earlier mm-hmm. every day, so I guess that's kind of a, a fast. Um, but that's certainly one thing I do. And and then also as I kind of reflect on my spiritual life, I you know, people told me, and maybe you can add to this, Father Dave, but, you know, there's just so many graces of conversion in a particular way during Lent. So I want to try to stop sinning. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I want to like, 
I mean, I think the Lord is more pleased if I really work on a virtue, if yeah, I yeah. ask the grace of the Holy Spirit, as opposed to just an arbitrary, I won't have peanut butter, you know, or no, something like no, that. No, that's absolutely, yeah. I, I wrote an op-ed piece, and that's exactly what I talked about, is that oftentimes there's no connection to what we're doing to our life actually changing. Yeah. So we check it off our list. We do Lent. We have Easter. And next year we go and we do the same thing. Yeah. And if it's not impacting the way we live and impacting our relationships with one another, and, and I mean, your wife and your children should be blessed and graced by your Lenten sacrifices. Hopefully mm-hmm. it's causing your heart to turn closer to Jesus, and that will have an impact on, on your family. So I think that one of the things that—, that I, I love the sacrament of reconciliation, and I love to be able to go, but I also love when people are able to come to confession. And I'll often try to, and there's a connection here, make their penance connected to the particular area of sin. Mm-hmm. So if it's if if there's something, let, let's say gluttony, inviting them to go a day fasting from something, and then reflect on those two experiences of being gluttonous and being able to offer a fast for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, one of the things that I do is, is is I'm praying about what I should do for Lent. I said, Lord, what do I need to work on? You yeah. know, what's an area of vice in my life or an area that I'm just impatience or, or speech or something like that? And I try to frame my Lenten sacrifices or my Lenten offerings to that so that there's a direct connection on an area that I'm struggling with that, that will help combat that. So if you're struggling with gossip, well, then, I mean, I, I've literally had people, for your penance is, is not talk the rest of the evening. You mm-hmm. know, go to your room and just be still, be still and do what you need to do, but just give up talking for an evening and then reflect on that. So I would love people's offerings and their penance and their almsgiving be connected to some area that they could work on in their own life. And I think, uh, you know, the scripture that I always call to mind when I'm praying about fasting is that God loves a cheerful giver. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes I think people go a little bit too hardcore about fasting. Like they think it's something that they're doing on their own strength and it's going to be really extreme and it's going to be really tough. And they're miserable, and then people around them are miserable. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, one Lent, my my wife decided to give love up your caffeine, wife. who we love. Yes, we do. And a week into Lent, we were all we, just she didn't love her. anybody. Yeah, she didn't yeah, love yeah. anybody, and all of us, and me and the kids were like, just we'll give up something. That's like right. like you need to stop that. And I mean, again, I think we've all done this at some point, right? We just I want to really give it to the Lord and. You know, it's that phrase, whatever the devil can't stop, he accelerates. Yeah. So, you know, he doesn't want us to fast at all. And then when we think, I think I'll fast, it it puts into our mind this unbearable burden that three days into it, we're like, forget this, yeah, man, yeah, this yeah. is stupid. Yeah. It's it's those little things, but it's also like just kind of affirming what you're saying. It's, it's connecting to something in my life. It's right. actually bringing me to holiness. It's not, you know, it's, it can be cheerfully given. That doesn't mean it's easy. Right, right. You know, it can be, a, it, and it should be. There should be something difficult. This is not something I would normally do, but I'm doing it out of love for the Lord, yeah. and I'm, you know, just responding to his Do you grace. like Lent? No. I love it. I hate it's it. It's my favorite season. Oh, I think there's two kinds of Catholics, uh-huh. you know. You and me. Those who, uh, you know, love Lent and okay. those who are rational, well-minded, thoughtful people. Okay, I think you pretty much you pretty much summed it up. I think this so. is you and me. <laughs> yep. But here's the thing: I would say I I don't like Lent, but I love my Easter after a good Lent. A good Lent, yeah, yeah. and and like Lent is like the preseason. You know, it's the hard training. It's I don't like fasting. I mean, I just don't really like much of it. You know what? I also don't like 
the music. I can't stand. Were it. you there? Everything is E minor, like yeah, just that's what I was gonna uh, say slow. Too. I mean, you know, penitential. I mean, no, but you don't but, want that. No, you don't want. I don't want that. I, nobody wants that. Who wants that? I don't know. I guess you do because you love Lent. Why do you love Lent so much? You know, that's a really good question. Um, honestly, I I like the challenge of it. I like I like the focus that it provides me. I like. I love the scriptures of Lent. I love. I really do. Right. I love the, the 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 John, the, the the John sequence. Is yeah, yeah. The journeying, the walking with, um, the focus. It there's a hyper focused that that I appreciate. The other part is it's this sounds awkward or weird, but maybe it, there's a sentimentality to it. That there there was something special about Lent in my family growing okay. up. That that there was a season that we. I think we took our faith serious across the board, but there was something about Lent that was very special for, for my family and for particularly my mom and dad and I. So, yeah, it's, just, it's always been something I've been very much, very fond of. Well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I look forward to this one. I do. It's, it's a little little late, right? Easter's yes. like the 17th or 18th or something yeah, like that. Yeah, this is one of the later Lents we could. And next year's one of the earliest. Like Easter, because the calendar flips. Yeah, the, Easter, the lunar cycle. Yeah, Easter is in March next year. If I seriously, recall. yeah, I think it's it's as almost as early as it can be. We're gonna have like the feast of the Epiphany, and then the next week's <laughs> gonna be right. Ash Wednesday. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the first time ever, we'll actually, we'll actually overlap. Yeah, yeah put you know, away your candles. In, Stop a, your celebrating. So. Yeah. So well, however good. you feel about it, prepare for it. And and you also mentioned, I I think uh, something that is probably worth highlighting: prayer. Fasting, almsgiving, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's really a, a, a threefold approach to it, you know. Um, how might we grow in prayer? How might we fast? And almsgiving, you know, certainly there's a financial component to it, but I think it's really any kind of just giving of yourself, giving of time, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, serving others. I think that kind of ties into what you were saying earlier, this this idea of, you know, what, what can I be doing? And again, I, I just keep saying this, it's... I think a lot of it, for me, the most effective lens have been the ones where I'm just doing a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, do because, a few things. Sometimes you can try to do too many things, and right. then you fail. You set yourself up for failure. Right. So that's where I think what you said earlier is important, Bob, is is that you pray about it, and you try to get a sense, what is the Lord inviting you to? If it's just your good idea, it's like, I should do this, that, and the other. Well, if that's not what the Lord wants, then you're going to fail at it. So right. just to try to be, you know, I love Francis's, do a few things and do them well. You know? oh, is that what he said? Yeah, well, at least in Brother, Son, Sister, Moon. But the reference. The movie? To, yeah. But the is reference. Is that a Donovan song? It was a song, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do a few things and do them well. Simple things are holy. But they may not actually be in that movie. But anyway. It's all but good. it's a Franciscan theme. But I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know, yeah. is that we can't try to do everything. So focus on what it is you sense the Lord wants you to do and then and then do it. And right now, for here all the go. Catholics know, out here, here no, this go. is the moment, no, the definitive is moment. This is the question everybody asks in Lent. And we will now give you the clearest answer. Sunday is not, it's not a fast day. We agree on this. Yeah. It's a day of resurrection. Give it up. All right, man. All right. And people say you and I never agree on anything. Well, actually, you say that all the time. Well, that's pretty much true. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Now, obviously, if you're trying to give up. Do you remember the odd couple, that television show? You and I. That is you and I. That's what we should have called this podcast. I'm, I'm, I pick Felix. Oh, yeah, 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 a little OCD. Yeah, just yeah. slightly, yeah. just slightly. I'm bad. Oscar. I can, I, can, I can be okay with you that. You could do that. You could do that. Um, so, but obviously, just because it's good to say things out loud, when we say you don't have to fast on a feast day, 
if you're trying to give up some kind of sin for Lent. That's great, but just so you know, when Easter comes around, <laughs> don't pick it, it may be up. a good idea. Don't, to, don't yeah, take yeah. it back up. Some things you want to kind of quit. So. Yeah. And so really, I think, um, you know, just another thought for this time of Lent, and this is why I think that Sunday thing is, uh, is a good thing to remember. It's really what do you want to give to the Lord? You know, I think you could, you could fast from something for like three days a week if it's a pretty intense thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about doing something seven days a week, yeah. you know, all the time. And so really just being open to that and really letting the Lord speak to you. Um, Lent is a gift yeah. to us. I mean, I think and that's a gift the, to the church, absolutely. You know, and it's a, it's a great time to, that as Catholics, we unite in a common prayer. I love fasting and almsgiving because there's just a tangibleness to it. Yeah, them, exactly. Exactly. Know? I and, like that too. And and I think that's really beautiful. So have um, a great Lent, everyone. I can't wait. Next, next week, gonna... and you're going to put ashes on people. I will. Hey, you've not done that before, haven't you? Have you? I think I did last year. Oh, it's but, an acolyte. It's but, great. I love doing it. It's but I, but I you love know, doing it. wasn't last year? Didn't they want to do it with like a Q-tip? Oh, that's or something right. That's weird? right. That's right. We didn't do that though on, on campus. We did it. I but, think I might. I think yeah. where I was, we did it with like a Q-tip. But so somebody, I got, I got three people reached out to me. People were scamming them on. This is a little side note. Okay. They were sending text messages saying it was me, and it was like this unknown number, and it was this total scam. What did they want? They just, I don't know. They wanted different things, information, that kind of thing. It was really interesting. Wow, thanks for bringing that up at the very end of the podcast. That's a that's a smooth ending to this uh, this episode. <laughs> it just crossed my mind. I thought, oh, that'd be interesting to talk about that. Oh, you know what else? I got a bunion. You ever have a bunion? <laughs> I got, got a, a bunion. I got a bunion. It kind of All right, hurts. let's go. We got to go. This is what happens when we do the podcast at night. Would you close us in a blessing, Father? Heavenly Father, as we prepare uh, for Lent, that you would just, I pray that you'd bless the prayer of those who are with us and those who are listening as they seek you and desire to be faithful to you in their Lent. Let them know your grace and your peace. Bless their families. Jesus, bless, bless a family member who's suffering most now. We thank you for them, and we ask your blessing and grace to be upon them, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And pray for peace in Ukraine. Amen. Thank you guys for listening and being a part of this podcast. Not just this episode, but as Father Dave was saying. Pray that the Major League Baseball lockout ends. So pray for peace in Ukraine, everybody. God bless. Send us emails. Hope at Franciscan.com. No, .edu. .edu. How many times have you done this? Ah! Yeah.